0: Hi everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it. A podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey Adam, welcome back. This is a fun idea
1: today.
0: Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Here we are.
1: It's- yeah, <laughs> Yep, here we go, talking over each other, it's going to be a great podcast.
0: Wrapping uh, yeah. up 2022, the year, uh, If you know, I don't know if you remember the meme at the beginning of the year, when you, like, realized that 2022 is pronounced 2022 as well, T-O-O. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That it felt like we were back in a little bit of a slog this year, so...
1: Maybe that'll yeah. be the, the, the through line of the podcast today. Let's let's hope not. Let's hope it's it's much more positive than a slog. Uh, but to, to your point, yeah, it's there's been parts of this year, I'm sure, for everybody that listens, that may have felt uh, similar to 2020 all over again, if not just because of COVID, but some of the the negative emotions that have been felt this year. Yeah. So we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of recap or do a a top 10 list, per se, of some of our our top podcasts from the year. Just give a quick synopsis, point people back if they may have missed it. Um, Yeah. And if people have some downtime in the holiday season, listen to our lovely voices.
0: (laughs) I do think there is a little bit of a through line today. So maybe we can talk about that at the end. But Yeah, great year of podcasting. We kicked it off. um, I think this one was in January. Episode 63 kind of sets the tone. Um, You know, we are CFPing our way through the year. And sometimes we tend to maybe have people more focused on goals than we should. Goals Mm -hmm. are focused on results, where what we talked about in that podcast was setting systems, creating good habits. These are the things that are going to lead you to the outcomes that you want. Um, And I thought that was a really, really important distinction to make for people that may not be working with planners because they're like, I don't really know what I'm working towards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing I have to add to this, this section is two quotes. One of them that really just kind of resonated with me was imagine going through life. The last thing you want to do is spend your entire life climbing a ladder only to find out later that it's been leaning up against the wall the entire time, right? And the whole idea there of just being, figure out your values, figure out what's important to you, and then align everything else in your life to those things. Um, And the last quote there being Roy Roy Disney, Walt's brother had the quote that says, when your values are clear to you, your decisions become easier. So to your point, if you don't necessarily have a well-defined goal, that's okay. As long as you understand what's important to you, and at least are pointed on the right path, pointed in the right direction. Life's gonna change. We're gonna get curveballs, but as long as you're pointed in that direction and you're you're living by your values, you can align everything else with that.
0: Yeah. And I think the the only other key point that I think we made in there that really resonated with me is if you set systems and habits in place, then you can start to really feel like you identify as something, right? Yeah. If you if you get out there and you're running a couple times a week because you want to get into better shape, right? The the end result is really the lagging indicator of what mm-hmm. you identified as and what you put in place to like, make sure happen. So you want to yeah. get to some end result, you know, identify as being a saver, right? Identify as being yeah. a giver, identify as the habits that really you want to define you.
1: So yeah. yeah. Love that one. Yeah. What do you got on your list? So my favorite of the year was episode episode 82. How would your life change if you won the lottery? <laughs> um, and many different reasons why I love this one, but it's, it's such a natural human. I'll call it like a daydreaming process that when you see the headlines that the Powerball's at $1.2 billion or whatever, I don't even, did it get, I think it got close to 2 billion. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't play. I'm a pessimist. I'm never going to win the lottery. But I remember the lump sum essentially being 990 some million dollars. And if, if you won that amount of money, what would you do? How would your life change? Um, And it just, it really spoke to, and it connects to the the episode we just talked about, episode 63. If you don't necessarily have a a well-defined goal, but you have an unlimited amount of money, what would you do? What would you change in your life? Where would you spend your time? Where would you focus? And I think just going through that thought exercise, it can really distill down to what matters to you and and what do you value? Where do you wanna focus your time and efforts in life assuming money is not an object. And then we can also you know, flash forward to the reality of most of us are not going to hit. I, I think there's probably a, a statistic out there that says, you know, most of us are not going to hit the lottery. I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the exercise I think can lead to exploring that side of financial planning for us, the more behavioral side, what, what would you do? What's important to you? Assuming you had an infinite amount, but we know that that's not going to be the case. So let's play in that sandbox. And again, just try to align what's important to you with the the resources that you do have so that hopefully we can live a more fulfilled content life, whatever that may look like for you.
0: Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head with my takeaway from that podcast too. This really was about finding kind of your statement of financial purpose, which is why You know, while this may seem like a silly exercise, what if you had all the money in the world? You know, we talked a little bit about going to the other end. What if you got a diagnosis and you found Mm -hmm. out like you had limited time on this earth? What would you regret? Which other side you come from, it puts us in a position of asking a lot of questions that just dig deeper. Uh, If I had all the money, I'd retire. Okay, then what are you going to do? Well, I'd spend my time with family. Why? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. If we keep asking those questions, it's all about figuring out what's going to lead you to feel content, fulfilled. And oftentimes, it's not going to take mega millions to uh, be there. Right. right.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, episode 69 was managing investments by yourself.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I think this was a really neat one that we did at the beginning of the year. I think before we knew we'd be in a in a bear market
1: for as long <laughs> yeah. as we
0: have. Yeah. Um, but I think we hit on some key points that really got to all the things that maybe individual investors don't think about that happen behind the curtain, either that we do as professionals um, or that they need to make sure they have for themselves. And I'll start that by saying, they need if you're gonna invest by yourself,
1: you need to have a philosophy that you can stick to. Yeah, yeah, so not only a philosophy, but I think maybe, uh, I was gonna say more importantly, maybe they're equally important, a process to follow. So I think oftentimes people think about do-it-yourself investments as well. I'm I'm just going to go pick whatever stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, yeah. however they want to go about filling that investment bucket, and just making those decisions on what to invest being the the only decision that needs to be made. Meanwhile, there are so many other aspects of managing your investments uh, than it, than just picking you know this stock versus this stock. You know yeah, I we think. Talk- yeah, go, ahead, yeah, we go
0: talk, ahead. We talked about size and magnitude of portfolio mattering. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's different if it's a hobby, but when you get into retirement, I'm sorry, I feel like I stepped in your toes. Okay. Yeah, um, I, was, I was clearly passionate about this one. When you get into retirement, we're talking about managing withdrawals, tax efficiency, what are you selling and why, when do you mm-hmm. need to rebalance and when shouldn't you, um, your RMD requirements once you get to a certain age. There's just a lot yeah. of things that go into
1: portfolio management that aren't just which ETF or which stock. Yeah, and something so, so simple as review your beneficiaries, make sure they still match what you would want to see happen. Life changes, relationships change, people pass away, making sure that something as simple as, yeah, who, who you designate as your beneficiary on certain financial accounts still applies. It's yeah. just, it, it seems like such an afterthought, but we it can have a huge impact on your heirs' lives after you're gone um, to make things simple. Yeah, and I think the last point I would
0: want to make, um, I think there's definitely a spot for do-it-yourself investors. And again, maybe that's when the size and magnitude doesn't feel like um, one mistake would have a horrible domino, but I think it really does take then as somebody that has a a good understanding of the risk tolerance, or I know you use the word risk composure, I really like Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. Um, where you're not going to get in your own way when things do get emotional, with the ups and downs of the market, which
1: maybe leads into the next podcast, Adam. Uh-huh. Yeah, so episode 74, investment losses hurt, avoid these mistakes. So going back to what we just talked about, right? Having a process in place if you're managing your own investments, what, what is your process to go through when life and the markets throw us curveballs? Um, and this is where we've seen the losses, throughout this year. And it's not just in the stock market, it's the bond market too. And our emotions can make us do very interesting things. I'll, I'll say interesting as a, as a nice way of going about it. But you know, sometimes our emotions can lead us to do things that aren't in our best interest over the long term. It can make us feel good in the short term because we feel like we have control or able to do yes. something. Um, but just keeping context in the grand scheme of your total financial uh, financial plan, your financial life. And again, coming back to what's truly important to you, what do you value? And making sure that any of those decisions that you make align to that and aren't just necessarily emotional reactions to market movements, market headlines. Bingo, yeah, we talked in that podcast and I think in many others about this
0: concept of like self-sabotage. You know, and I I love that you highlighted one of my key points too. We want to feel like we can control things. So, you know, you may say, well, I'll stop saving with contributions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll sell when the market's going down so I can, can just feel a little bit safer. Uh, maybe I'm going to chase this trend. I hope it wasn't yeah. cryptocurrency because yeah. I'm fearful of missing out. Um, there, we, we listed a couple different mistakes in there that we think people make. And it really mm-hmm. does come back to human nature and kind yeah. of just recognizing that you're not wrong to have these emotions. But it's part of the danger in do-it-yourself investing, um, but it's also just part of the danger in focusing too much, paying too close attention to investments in the short term, because
1: that does lead to self-sabotage usually. Yeah, and so that leads us into our next one, and I won't, I won't like steal the thunder because this one I think was a really, really good one. We spent a lot of time in this area this year. Um, it's just, so I'll say it. It's episode eighty-five: emotions, the silent financial plan killer. Yeah. Um and, and really, that's it. I mean, you, you talked about cryptocurrency as kind of that, that fear of missing out. Um, part of that is, you know, maybe you're paying too close attention to the market movements on a day to day basis, and you can drive yourself nuts, you know, just looking at the market fluctuations where if you zoom out, right, there's the, the saying when in doubt, zoom out, um, you kind of um, remove some of the emotions, hopefully from the equation. But the reality is, we can we can make these decisions, we can plan in a vacuum, but we are all humans. We do very human things, and emotions yeah. are one of those very human things that you have to try to, I don't, I was going to say, you have to try to plan for, but you really can't plan for your emotions. Um, but you just have to recognize that it exists. There may be some biases um, included in in our decision-making process. Um, but trying to avoid making irrevocable or big decisions just based purely on the emotions at, at that given point in time. Yeah, I love the zoom out idea. Um,
0: and I, I'm kind of hearing as you're saying that the whole concept of you got to be kind to yourself. You know, this, yeah. this was one of those years. When's the last time things felt normal? I mean, it's just negative headline, negative headline. <laughs> I think you gave the quote in that podcast. It's like death by a thousand cuts with yeah. inflation, gas prices going up. Uh, grocery costs going up, costs of everything going up. So it just it doesn't feel well good. And then we, it's really hard to have this resiliency around your investments yeah. um, during this this da- bad time. So we know it's our job to hold hands. We know it's our job to say, you know, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We know that's not often easy to like just accept. You know, yeah. trust us, things will be okay. Um, but we really did talk about if you focus on a plan, if you focus on the long term your plan is supposed to be able to absorb these types of environments, right? We plan to get through downturns when they happen. We just can't get in our own way. And oftentimes the best thing to do is nothing.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, what we've seen a lot this year, I think is just a little bit of, of context, a little bit of perspective of, okay, the market is down you know, double digits maybe it's, you know, it's come back a little bit here to close the, close the year out, but maybe the, the stock market ends up down between, you know, 15, 20%. Oftentimes just having a little bit of perspective of, okay, but what did that actually do to my financial life? I see that right. my values right. are dropping, but did, did that change your day to day? Does that change the amount of income that you're receiving? If, if the answer is no, then we hope that you kind of put that in a box. Um, and in the absence of, of kind of that context, again, a very human thing is to assume the worst,
0: right? right. There, there's, yeah.
1: there's, a fine, there's a fine balance between checking your accounts on a day-to-day basis and ignoring them completely because you don't want to see the negative news. You don't want to see the, the bad uh, performance on your statement, but oftentimes what you may be thinking in your head as a worst case scenario may not even be as bad as what we're actually seeing in the markets. Right. And I think that's why we, we made it
0: an exercise with certain people to go right back to their financial plan. And it's not to dig too deep into the weeds here, but mm-hmm. if your likelihood of being able to do what you wanted to do was in the 90s and now it's in the high 80s. OK, <laughs> right. You know, that's a, that's that's a little course correct if we even want to course correct. And I think that's the perspective you're talking about. you got to bring it back to planning. We all have recency bias. You know, we're trained to kind of focus on the latest headline, the latest thing that came out. Um, But when we dig deep into long-term planning, long-term patterns, long-term projections, Mm -hmm. we're going to be okay. Things are going to
1: be okay. It's our emotions that get in the way. Yeah. So speaking of emotions getting in the way, next podcast on the list, episode 77, (laughs) how to digest sensationalized financial media headlines. Uh, (laughs) It's exactly what they're designed to do. It's it's, in theory, it's it's entertainment, (laughs) right? It is... It is designed to catch our attention. It is designed to get our, our eyeballs reading, watching, whatever. Um, and studies show, and I know I said this on the podcast, this was a, a study specifically on social media interactions, that people were way more likely to interact with a post that either made them upset or angry than something that either made them happy or, or kind of neutral. So the fact that we, it elicits such a response that gets us engaged is all part of the equation.
0: Yeah. So I think we gave the advice because most people, it depends why they're engaging with it, right? For some people, they really just want to be in the know. They want to, Mm -hmm. again, feel like they're in control a little bit more by having knowledge. So you kind of have to be a skeptic. You have to recognize that not only is it entertainment, maybe it's clickbait, but Is this just somebody's opinion? Is it their perspective? Are they making some sort of just prediction or projection or are we really dealing in facts? And I think because it's designed to elicit some sort of response, you definitely need to be careful about what you're reading and what the credible source is, which is Mm -hmm. why we're not telling people not to be engaged, but this still has to come back to your plan, your situation. Does this headline affect what I am looking to do in my life? Yeah. Yep. So we want to be that filter um, permission to be emotional, but be be, be skeptical when you're reading headlines. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, I think
1: the last podcast that we're going to go through, maybe in some we'll, detail. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yes, this will be the last one kind of on the official list and we have a couple of little, bo- little bonuses at the end. Yeah. And this one, um, this one might've been my favorite. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And I think our our whole point of episode 78, which was to help us kind of shift our focus, um, was focusing on things that we can control versus things we can maybe influence versus things that are completely out of our control. Yeah, And I think just general advice in life, it's a whole lot better when we're focused on things we can control and not things we really can't at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... (laughs) Again, it's one of those things that's easier said than done and I've had this conversation with my children multiple times. <laughs> right? That it's if if you are focused too much or worrying too much over things that are just completely out of your control, you're you're just you're giving yourself all of the stress and anxiety without any of the abil- ability to impact that in a positive way. So, similar situation here. There there are certain things that you can't control. We can't control what the market does at any given point in time, but we can somewhat control how we react, what we do um, in those circumstances. But I think the the main point of this one wasn't necessarily what you can control versus what you can't, but it's kind of that in-between where there, it's that influence. There, there are right. certain things that you can do to a certain extent to influence your situation. You don't necessarily have full control, but you're not completely rudderless. Um, I, I, I just, I like that one too. I know it was your favorite. Um, as a way just to kind of give a little bit more i don 't know perspective on things that happen in your life, there are ways to kind of approach them that hopefully give you a better better sense of control overall yeah, and sometimes you connect with things
0: based on timing. I remember doing that podcast shortly after the local attorney had passed away mm-hmm. um, after a friend 's wife had passed away from breast cancer. Here I am like yeah. focused on client conversations and it's it 's hard because it 's inflation the market 's down yeah. when you know, I spent that whole Friday, like updating my estate plan because I could influence that. I don't know when my mm-hmm. time's up on, the, on earth, but I felt a whole lot better focusing on that thing I can control and the influence I now have over setting my family up um, yeah. so that, you know, God forbid me in my early forties, like those two, mm-hmm. um, something happens. I now feel a whole lot better focusing on that than the things I, yeah. I literally have no control
1: over. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, don't age yourself. You're not in your forties yet. I'm super we're close though. We're, we're still young. <laughs> super close.
0: <laughs> All right. I think we had some honorable mentions um, yeah. that typically, you know, get a little bit more into specifics of, of situations. Um, yeah. We had one that, um, again, themes kind of present themselves and, and we often wonder how many clients are going through these things and maybe not sharing it with us yet. One of them was mm-hmm. really just helping family. Um, and yeah. the different ways that they were thinking about going about it. We've been through a, a pretty difficult couple of years here. And we know that um, there are people that are definitely in need. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if there were highlights in that podcast that you would hit on real quickly, or just that general theme.
1: There's there's ways to do that beyond writing a check. Yes, that 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 was the main the main point that I I would have made too. It's Yeah, there's there are other creative ways beyond your point. Just you know, writing a check financially here. Go take this money, do with it at what you will. Um, so, yeah, I think there were just there are other creative ways to help out family members um, with with either your time or your assets, whatever that may look like. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So if that's you. That's episode 72, followed by yes. episode 73, where we got into this specific situation of what we call financially sandwiched generation, where people are maybe still dealing with adult children, but yeah. now having to maybe help out
1: aging parents as well it, yeah it's the baby it's the baby boomers at this point that are kind of stuck in between yeah it's helping out adult children and seeing their parents maybe aging needing care needing long-term care and feeling like how how do i do all of these things help out my loved ones but also i have to keep in mind i need to take care of myself at a certain point too <laughs> yeah Right, it's the yeah. it's the oxygen mask falling from the plane. You know, you're supposed to put your own on first and then help those around you. Uh, which, I, again, I know is often easier said than actually done. But yeah, it's it's another way to provide some context how you can help those in your life without putting yourself further behind the eight ball. Yeah, and I hear the beeping. It must mean that our time is is running short. <laughs> no, um, it just means they're doing construction on on stuff
0: <laughs> But I, I I think that also fits again, the overall theme, there's a very human element to what we need to do. And I think we've really recognized that these last couple of years that um, we got to be able to help you with your own self-care and understand your values and really help you prioritize things. Because man, if this was just all about a calculator, anybody could do it. It's the conversations that we need to have. And I think that was the through line between a lot of these (laughs) podcasts this year, where there is a, a very human element and there are emotions involved and You know, we got to be there for you to talk those situations out to then be able to say, okay, with what we know, with what you're feeling, here's what we think the best thing to do is. Yeah. Yep. Well said. That's going to be a wrap on 2022. (sighs) Hard to imagine. But yeah, here we are. Well, let's hope uh, 2023 offers another 26 podcasts of lots of listening fun for
1: new subscribers and those that have been along for the ride. So we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. So if anybody has suggestions or ideas mm. for podcasts, they want to hear, feel free to throw them out. Yep. We're game. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you. As always. For, thank you for, for all your input
0: throughout the year. Um, it's always a fun thing and I'm, I'm glad you do it with me. Likewise. All right. See, See you, you next time. Year. Got it.